Welcome to Pick Up Your Sticks, where we talk about why gaming matters with your hosts, Walker Neer and Brett Lindley. I'm Walker, and this week we beat each other up in Lethal League Blaze and Injustice 2. If you'd like to support the show, you can always buy us a cup of coffee at our Ko-Fi page, which is ko-fi slash pod. So what's up, Brett? What's got you picking up your sticks this week? Hey, man, what's going on? I picked up Injustice 2. Ah. Um, that's free on Xbox right now, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Injustice 2 is free on Xbox right now. So if you have the subscription thingy. Included with the pass. Right. That's probably but... <laughs> a better way to say that. I, you so know, you pay for the pass. Yeah. It's all of the videos on Netflix are free if you pay for the subscription. You know? That's how it works, right? <laughs> <laughs> there's yeah. thousands of movies for free yeah a lot of free movies on netflix once you subscribe yeah once you pay for them <laughs> that's good um anyway yeah so uh injustice 2 is the dc fighting game the the second one that right. is made by the same people that make the mortal Kombat game correct um, and also, I mean, there was a Mortal Kombat versus DC. I, right. I, it's probably a decade ago now. I, I don't know, but <laughs> it was a while back, but it was a precursor to, to these games as well. Yeah, I never played any of the others. I haven't really played a Mortal Kombat since like four is when they transitioned to 3D, isn't it? I you got me. I, <laughs> I played I played the the plain old ones and i played one of the first early 3d ones where they got weapons and then that was and i didn't even play much of the early ones because again i didn't have an snes or whatever all, all pc and whatnot but yeah i was never super huge in a mortal Kombat, and then not being a dc fan like they're fine but i'm not all i don't know many of the characters that are in dc so didn't really ever pick any of them up I like fighting games. I'm not tech, I'm usually not great at them. And, uh, but it was pretty, and I heard a lot of really good things about Injustice 1. I had no idea what the story was until I started Injustice 2. Um, but yeah, it, it's a, it's a pretty solid game. I enjoyed, I, you know, getting into it. Yeah. So I've played a little bit of Injustice 2, um, but I've played much more of like Mortal Kombat. 9, 10, and 11, I believe. I, th I think I've played all three of those. I think 11 is the most recent one. Um, and certainly they're different stories and settings and all of that. But I was really impressed with the way that they tell stories in the Mortal Kombat games, which is identical to the way they tell the stories in the Injustice games. Okay. Um, being the single-player campaign. Right, right, right. I thought it was it was really neat, but so definitely yeah. I think that's probably one of the most impressive things about it. So it's visual fidelity, at least in single player, when I could turn everything up and not really care about the lag. Um, I didn't even know if it was lag. I didn't know if it just had some battles you fought faster than in others for a difficulty rating or whatever. Uh, turns out that's kind of not the case. I was just dealing with. <laughs> graphics slow down because uh, it can be pretty demanding if you jack all the settings way up yeah yeah for sure but um, the the story was like having it so it kind of plays out where like you it just kind of throws you in as a character and then it it 
really it doesn't seamlessly but really smoothly blends the cutscenes into the fight and then cutscene into fight and and it's really really it keeps you moving yeah i mean to contrast it for anyone who hasn't played any of these modern fighters from this studio again and i don't know what the story mode is like and you know Tekken or a lot of the other fighters so it, maybe there's something comparable um or so the new soul calibers i don't know what the story mode there is but typically in gaming when you play a, in fighting games i should say when you're playing a story mode you're picking a character that you want to play as and then you play through some quote-unquote story whether that be like way back in the day it was just like a tower of opponents right. that or their journey through. to get the mystic sword or defeat the evil or whatever Right. But with this, it's more like a movie. And so it opens with an opening scene and there's in this, isn't it? Batman and Superman, mm -hmm. I think is the very opening scene. Yep. And so then it pit you, you, it, it makes you as the player, you don't get to choose. You just are right. one of the characters. Yeah. And, and then to your point, you'll do the fight and then it kind of goes to another cutscene, And then that leads to another fight. But you don't stay as the same character. No, and there are places where you do get to pick the character because they'll send out like two people on a mission. And so you'll come up against, uh, you know, Bane and somebody else and they'll be like, oh, we got to cut Bane's poison tubes to take him out. And then it gives you a selector as far as which character you want to be the one to fight Bane. Mm. And the, uh, that, that character will be like, all right, well, you cut the tubes. I'll take him. Right. And so sometimes you do get a little bit of, and there's even some spots where you get to kind of like pick sides. Um, so you can go like the bad route or the good route. I guess there's multiple endings or whatnot, mm. but it does allow you to like choose some sides and change the story a little bit. Um, which I mean, even that in a fighting game is pretty come growing up with. Yeah. Like you said, just like fight your way through the tower and become the ultimate champion fighter. Mm -hmm. That's a huge difference. And I think that just the, when I say like mostly seamless transition, I mean like the, the camera angle and the background and the setting will be like a movie. Like you'll, you'll break into a bar and you'll fly in through the window and somebody will get thrown through a wall in the video. And, and then you'll get up and wipe the sweat off your lip or whatever and be like, oh, I'm ready to fight. And then that camera angle where it stops, it then transitions into, oh, that's just the battle arena. And that's where the characters are standing. Mm -hmm. And so now it's it goes like there's a, a tiny hitch, probably just my video card and the fact that the rendered scenes are a little bit higher quality. But it does really set the stage for you rather literally and then put you on it, which I thought was really cool and really fun. Like it's a good way to almost make it difficult to quit the game mm. because you want to see what happens next. And then, well, now you got to beat it because now you're in the middle of a fight and then you want to see what happens next. And that, that, that loop is so tight that there's not like, an easy okay here's a good place to pause and i'll just like you almost have to pause right after you beat somebody to to not see the video and save that for later because it does load in the like the loading screen is the video playing right so you will have to see it again you can skip it at a certain point but it has to load 
half the video to be able to skip it. So. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was something I discovered in the Mortal Kombat games as well. Exactly what you just described. It almost felt like it was difficult to, to quit um, because of the way it's structured. But it is, again, really, really cool way of, of doing it. Um, so I, I do want to talk about story, which I am happy for us to spoil a it's a fighting game story b the game's not brand new so whatever right but we don't have to start there so you know we've talked before you come from a, a background and you're not like an avid fighting game person right. but you used to play like soul caliber was your main jam yeah. from soul caliber is the only fighting game that i could say i was decent at like decent to good not tournament good but i was pretty good Right. I was ranked high in our large 20 to 30 person friend circle that played. So, right, right. And we're talking like mid 2000s. Right. And my point for saying this is just so people understand we're not avid fighting game players of current fighting games at all. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and so it's not about trying to, you know, flex on it or something. But, but anyway, so with all that in, in you know, taken into consideration that context, mechanically, injustice. Which again is very similar to the Mortal Kombat games, at least the, in the way it's designed. What do you think of of the way that it plays? Maybe talk about that a bit. So I guess it's not bad, um, and probably if you like the Mortal Kombat slash kind of Killer Instinct style, uh, closer to Mortal Kombat, of course, because same developer, um, then you're probably going to love it and be really comfortable playing it. Uh, if you're more comfortable with a Soul Calibur style, which I think Tekken is a little close to, Tekken's kind of its own thing, but it, it may be a little more frustrating just because I got really spoiled in stances in Soul Calibur where you could do one or two moves. It's like you didn't have a set combo. You had one or two moves that you would enter, and then you may hold the last button on that move to switch your stance over and each stance would have different series of moves and inputs and you would chain those together. So you kind of created your own combos to throw enemies off as far as should I block high, low, low, high or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. Where, and, and I just, I really enjoyed that. I also think I enjoyed a dedicated block button where back is not block. I right. I'm not really comfortable with that. Again, I, I don't think it's a bad game sure. design choice it's just not what i'm used to playing it's just different right um but i i'm not as big of a fan of like the combo is very rigid where you have to perform the if you want the entire combo every single one of them like there's one set 12 hit combo one set six hit combo or whatever and you could perform half of it but in something like a soul caliber you could technically have like almost an infinite combo. If you knew what you were doing, you could always be changing stances and having a very fluid fight style. Yeah. I mean, if you watch the professional guys play the mortal Kombat style games, which again, I just like professionals, right. Um, it looks, a, it looks a lot more close to that as far as the fluidity, but I t completely agree that as uh, <laughs> someone who sucks, I'm talking about me <laughs> now, not you. I'm not. I, you might me. as well lumpy, right? You whipped me, so. <laughs> <laughs> and I had played through the entire story. Yeah, so I had experience while, with all the characters. While I didn't play a ton of that game, again, it's so similar mechanically to um, Mortal Kombat and those kinds of games that it's it's just pretty easy to pick back up. I mean, the truth is, is that 
in all of those games, the characters typically not all of them have the same input move sets or whatever, but like generally like a back forward and then one of the face buttons or a down rolling forward or a whatever up down. You know what I mean? Like there's just, I I mean, that is something that was fairly common in, I think that's all fighting games is you can try back, back and a button. It may not be scorpions hook, but it'll probably be something. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, there, there's some of that to it. Um, but anyway, it's it definitely can feel jerky, for lack of a better word, like right. kind of herky jerky with the way it moves. I mean, even when you and I were, were playing head to head, like there's just a lot of missing and because we don't understand distances. And right. then also, what move I'm going to do. Right. And then also just a lot of like. If you do the combo in a game like Injustice or Mortal Kombat then the character might move very quickly and very fluidly, like almost mm-hmm. not literally across the whole screen, but you might cover five feet of distance taking like steps and kicks and punches or whatever. But if you input that slightly wrong and don't actually do the combo as it's prescribed to that character, right. now you don't move the same way across the screen mm-hmm. and you don't cover the same distance or, or whatever. Right. Um, which I think is kind of your point about where it feels a little jolting or disjointed a little bit yeah compared to something like a soul caliber well and it's also it's just locked on a 2d plane it is a 2d fighter yes and soul caliber is is at least a semi 3d where you can step forward or back and the camera will rotate and that is used a lot you can dive at the camera now it'll always lock the players back into a 2d plane like it's not like you're both running around in 3d you're always going to be like parallel to each other perpendicular to each other or whatever but you can jump forward to dodge something or roll backwards and yeah i mean maybe more than forward or backward because that you can go side to side there's lateral yeah there's there's lateral movement it still keeps the camera locked to to where it's like a 2d fighter but you have lateral options and the stages are 3d where you can avoid a wall or knock somebody off a ledge or something yeah tekken's the same way i think i think um I almost said Dota. Um, <laughs> That'd be a good remember. fighter. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the game. It's super popular. They made the weird sand volleyball spinoff game. Oh, Dead or Alive. Thank you, DOA. <laughs> it's close to Dota. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is. Um, but anyway. Fewer lanes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, I think that was maybe the same way with, with the 3D. Right. Um, which I, I, I agree adds a cool element to the the traditional 2d fighter i appreciate both existing yeah. you know what i mean oh yeah uh, for sure like i i think that injustice is there's no place where i'm like i don't think this game should exist i think it's an awesome game i think for a fighting game it has probably the best story that i've ever played through right <laughs> um i was really impressed with which of course we'll get into in a little bit but like that was awesome it is very much so a spectacle fighter it is yeah. cool to watch for a little while. But I think my my biggest kind of frustration is after you play the same character a few times, like the special moves are so powerful, but they're super like everybody's special move is the same, but it's like Eleanor together. Right. And if you get it like it has a yeah, we're like they glow with energy and they yell at the screen, which is several seconds. Followed by like a 20 to 30 second cutscene, 
right. of you doing crazy superhero stuff to your opponent to take out like half their life, which is awesome and hilarious and oftentimes brutal or crazy or whatever, depending on the character's kind of uh, personality. But after you see it a couple of times, I don't want to see like I don't want to watch a tournament of the same four characters doing the same super moves, you know? Yeah, it definitely is something that I, I, I'm kind of torn because basically what they did and it makes more sense in the context of Mortal Kombat with where it's all started from. It's like they they wanted to find a way to insert fatalities into the middle of the fight. That right. Fight enders. Because that's the thing that, like, you know, has always put Mortal Kombat on the map. Right. Over the top fatalities. And that is only, for anyone who hasn't kept up on that, that has only gotten more and more ridiculous. I mean, yes. it's the point of comedy at this point. It's so right. Top. Um, to be clear, it's if you're squeamish at all, it's not funny. It's super <laughs> It's brutal. still gory. It's still super gory. <laughs> but Well, I and it's kind of like, because Mortal Kombat had added, like, the X-ray moves. And those weren't fatalities either. Well, so there, those are basically, so it started with X-Ray. And okay. in, in the modern Mortal Kombat, it's basically still what you get in Injustice where it's like, so just very quickly, like with the Flash in Injustice, if you do their mid-fight super move, he like grabs your character and like runs them so fast that they go through time and you like hit into a pyramid and then hit into a dinosaur yes. and then hit into a copy of yourself in the present Right before yeah. you take off. Right. And so they, like your copy will take their copy away and run. So yeah, it's, oh, it's so good. It's one of my favorite ones. <laughs> it's very good. Um, so Mortal Kombat does basically that, except then it also adds in the x-ray vision. Okay. To add the extra brutality. Right. But it's the, the same kind of idea. Gotcha. But yeah, I mean, it, it they're stupid powerful. Yes. And, and they deal like half a life bar of damage. And now that's not the only thing you can use. I'm sure pros probably don't execute those a lot because they're super easy to block and they take all five of your power meters, which you yeah. can actually use to charge moves. And there is some variation of like do one of your moves, but then when you charge it, it does it slightly differently or you can escape out of the middle of a combo or out of being juggled in midair or something. So there's other reasons to use your special meter. So I'm sure the pros probably aren't doing specials all the time. I don't know. I've literally never watched any. So, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would assume that you're, um, that you're, you're correct. That it, it, at higher level play, even, even if it's not pro, just at a higher right. level play, there's probably more consideration in how the bar is used. Whereas for me, it may as well just be one bar that fills up. Right. I... And when it's full, I get to see a cool movie. Like... <laughs> right. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I'm glad that you were able to, to, to play it because I, I wanted to see what your take on that kind of storytelling. I mean, the mechanics of it, whatever. Um, I know neither of us are huge fighting game buffs. Right. So I right. Mechanically, I, I, I again kind of whatever but story-wise i thought you would find it really interesting so we'll do a spoiler warning here because i don't again whatever um <laughs> care that much about the sanctity of it but we'll give one spoiler warning so what did you think of, of the story and i thought it was awesome like so i didn't play or know anything about injustice one now one of my other buddies had and i realized that i'd had a conversation with him about this before but we had already both agreed that's that i almost said spider-man superman mm -hmm. is 
objectively like one of the worst superheroes in all superhero universes and he's just a narcissistic jerk like he's really might as well always be considered a bad guy yeah because he doesn't do and like there's many reasons that my friend actually did like i think it was uh either a bachelor's level dissertation Mm -hmm. on like how terrible or some some kind of research project for college um that goes in depth on why superman is basically a bad guy and should be treated as such and he actually did it before the first injustice came out because i remember the conversation was when injustice came out it was like holy crap i feel like they stole my research paper (laughs) i guess it's it's probably it's been done in the comics too of course i'm sure right um but it was he's a bigger dc fan anyway so we joked about that but yeah like superman's a bad guy and batman's there to throw him in prison Mm. and there's sides have been taken in the superhero world and villains have been actually killed that Batman's super against killing, of course, and things everybody should be imprisoned and or given a chance to reform. Previous bad guys are now good guys. Previous good guys are now bad guys. Factions are split and there is a world ending event kind of this. It kind of includes the story of Supergirl. Like mm. where she at least a story of Supergirl, because, of course, origin stories and superheroes. But right. So it, it gives some of that uh, lead villain Brainiac, which, God, I the one thing that I can't get over with DC is just how hilarious and bad all of their like 1960s character names that just have to stick because that was the name they were given. Right. And it's just like, uh it's it's there's so many good ones. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you get some I mean, obviously, I mean, really, Batman is actually not that good. We're just all right to it. So it doesn't. Seem well, and like- Batman and Daredevil should there's the longstanding like argument that Batman and Daredevil's names should be changed because mm. one of them is blind and <laughs> sees through a form of echolocation <laughs> and the other one. It does all of his own stunts and is, you know, mostly an acrobat. Right. Unnecessarily risky. Yeah, that's fair. Has a motorcycle and a jet plane. And but Daredevil is Marvel, right? Yeah. Uh, no, I think they're they're both DC. They're both DC. Hmm. I think maybe no. maybe no. Daredevil is Marvel. Daredevil is Marvel. Yeah, I'm yeah, pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm lesser known characters. I'm bad about. So I, that's fine. I, the only reason I know is because. Um, I saw the free Daredevil show on Netflix. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I watched the bad movie and was pretty much done. <laughs> yeah, the movie, the Daredevil movie is... Ben Affleck's just not a superhero, I'm sorry. Maybe a villain. I would let him play a villain, but I can't... Maybe it's like Mallrats that forever tainted Affleck for me, but I can't... Mm-hmm. He just... He needs to play a jerk, in my opinion. Like, if he's not playing a jerk, it doesn't work. The Daredevil movie was so disappointing for me that I actually used it to justify seeing any terrible movie for the next decade because I was like, well, <laughs> worst case scenario, it's as bad as Daredevil, and I already ate that sandwich, so <laughs> good enough. Um, anyway, obviously tangent yeah. there. Sorry. No, no, that's fine. Yeah, uh, Batman is a bad name. <laughs> yeah, but but well, but then like you know like Bane, like oh that's kind of yeah, cool. cool. like that sounds yeah. evil or whatever. Right. But then yeah, just like Black Adam like yeah right what what like just a color and then just a regular name (laughs) (laughs) blue sarah 
Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. And it, but yeah, so many, so many just kind of cheesy. Captain names. Cold. Yes. Like, oh, come on. Yeah. I don't care if you're the coolest superhero ever. Like, no. Right. Right. <laughs> Brainiac. I have giant skull spaceship has metal tentacles and my super ability is sucking people's knowledge out like mm, don't so care different from lex luther though Not right yeah he brainiac's an alien okay and is out to destroy all kryptonians and the whole universe who cares whatever right cheesy right. cheesy overarching plot but fun like i don't care about the overarching plot if the storytelling is decent and for a fighting game it is amazingly decent so so yeah so i mean again we already gave the spoiler warning so what is because i didn't play it through the right. story what is the actual story nutshell i mean yeah so brainiac uh it's a kind of starts with the whole superman batman thing but then it switches to like supergirl and some of the others like on the other side of the faction that have basically sided with superman but aren't there to like they don't want to reveal supergirl as existing yet because she came to earth much later she and superman who has a baby were sent away from krypton when brainiac came to destroy it at the same time but like supergirl's ship gets hit with an asteroid and knocked off course and they make a notice that like she's rescued at some point and brought to earth or whatever um or found out through the i don't even remember exactly but now superman is like in his thirties and she's still like 18, 20 or whatever. Like, so he's now much older than her and essentially Brainiac attacks. And now, well, there's, I think there's some other stuff like they're just doing some generic crime fighting for a little bit, but then Brainiac attacks earth. Cause he found out that's where the Kryptonians were, or at least Superman. And now everybody's kind of clamoring, like Superman, like killed the Joker, I guess at the end of injustice one, and so that's what he went to jail for and nuked because Joker nuked Metropolis or something. I don't know. Again, I don't know the story of the first one. So, but he's in jail and the heroes are split and there's kind of a civil war thing going on. Mm. And so they're like, well, half of them are going to free Superman because they think he's the only thing that can defeat Brainiac. And Batman and his group is trying to stop that from happening. I see. Um, and yeah, it, it plays out through that. Um, and then Superman's eventually released. You have to figure out what side you're on and then you have to beat Brainiac. I see. So how, so I will, I am curious of this. How was the last boss fight of the story? Like, is it super hard? Was it, was it, it was, it was, I mean, I don't know that I ever switched the difficulty, which is kind of rare for me in a game, but yeah. Um, it was kind of rough. I think the thing that was difficult for me is, especially in a fighter, I have like a main and a backup. Mm-hmm. And that's, I go into training and I learn moves and I learn combos and I'll take my time. Like in Soul Calibur, it's Ivy is my main and Nightmare slash Siegfried is my backup. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll learn the other characters. Like I'm pretty good with... I have a list that they start getting worse and worse as you go down, unless I'm playing, unless I'm trying to counter a specific character. Right. Then I know like, well, I'm not gr- super great with this one, but I'm good enough to counter them. Right. But in this, you, you play the story, you, you get maybe, I think the most that you play one hero is like three or four missions in a row. Right. And then you're just moving on and you don't, 
because there's no transition moment that you can step out of the story easily. The most you can do is access the move list, but you're just training in battle. Right. And that was very difficult for, it also pretty much just assumes that you've played fighting games and it's like, this is light punch. This is power punch. I didn't know how to block for like four missions (laughs) and like, I just had to Google it because either I missed that or it wasn't clearly defined or something. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know how to execute the super either or how like things would happen because again, kind of button mashy, but not really getting a clear definition of what is doing what, you know? But yeah, the, so just saying that is to say that you come back to a couple of characters, so you do get to replay a couple of them. But by that point, you've played so many other heroes, you probably forgot what you've learned. Right. So that's that's what made the game a lot harder. Um but I think yeah, overall it overall I think every time I fought Bane was harder than I think I had to refight either the second to last or the last boss battle like once or twice. But mm-hmm. my Bane fights sometimes I would have to walk away. That's yeah. where I probably I think every Bane fight was like I've been playing this for 2 or 3 hours, time to walk away. Like, yeah. <laughs> now one thing that I don't think which maybe you know more about this than I think you do. Um, but uh, there, there's a whole other part of this game where there's like gear effectively that mm-hmm. you get and like augments and a bunch of unlocks to chase and all this. Right. And I don't do that in a diminishing way. I didn't explore that at all. So I just, my point is I can't really comment on it. And I don't know how much you know about it either, but. I very briefly looked at it. The thing that, um, so there were two things with it. One is I had no intention of really getting into any online play outside right. of you and I dinking around. Right. Um, and two, I got really mad that it was forcing me to open essentially loot boxes when I was trying to exit the game. Because right. when you exit the menu, it'd be like flash, story unlock, flash, glitter, lens flare, sparkles, particle effects. And then, but I would play the story for, yeah, like sometimes an hour to an hour and a half and I wasn't doing terrible. So I was making progress. And every time you beat a mission or uh, next, the next hero or whatever, you get a chunk of unlocks. And so there could be 20 items that I have to like rapidly tap the A button through and see a splash screen and an animated effect just to, so that I could hit the exit button. Right. Um, so that immediately just kind of turned like, I don't want to see any of this. I don't really care. Um, but I did go back because like you, I guess not opening the loot box is unfair. Getting the loot box was the splash. I did go open some after that and saw like I'm getting gear and stuff. And I tried to go kind of equip a character. But because there are so many characters and so many bits of gear, like it's like full Diablo sets that you can get. Basically, there's I, between maybe four and six items to equip to a character Mm-hmm. Uh, I I had like one piece for one character and one piece for another or something. They have you level them up as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, which I guess I understand, but kind of also not. I don't really like that in a fighting game because I don't like the fact that you could go in against somebody who just has better gear than you and lose like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know in the multiplayer um, how much that's in there, because the other thing is, is there's like ranked and unranked. So maybe right. in ranked, all of that is out. Right. Probably. Um, 
the reason I wanted to bring it up is because I knew I, I was I, I knew I didn't know anything really about it. And I didn't think you'd export it a ton. But in fairness to it, I think people who are big fans of the game, it's a it's a way that offers a lot of replayability. That's fair. Unlock and chase. Right. And you can unlock more single player things and then play a harder single right player. get through a harder difficulty level because you now have gear and levels on characters right yeah and i mean that's the unlocking outfits and skins super cool love it um the most of the gear is not as far as i remember again i didn't play with it too much so i might be wrong but i don't think i am that it's mostly just suits that you get like a whole costume not each individual piece of gear represented in some way right yeah yeah i think you're i think you're correct um well so yeah so i guess to to kind of wrap up the discussion on injustice um in the end you know we've talked about the, the gameplay we've talked about the story how did it how, why did why did it matter to you or how do you where is its place in in gaming for you um, i mean it brought me back to fighting games i haven't outside of the couple of rare like 30th birthday let's haul out the gamecube like outside of that I haven't really, and playing Soul Calibur specifically, um, <laughs> haven't really played a lot of fighting games. I've wanted to get into Soul Calibur with the newer releases and the character builders, and they've got a lot of newer characters and better designs and stuff. It's always been kind of intriguing, but I, without, I think it was mostly the friends that I was playing with that made me really want to play, it, not yeah. just to play online. So I haven't really done that. And getting into C, and again, Mortal Kombat never really I would watch some of the special moves on YouTube and that's about all I wanted out of it. Yeah. Um, but getting to play through, uh, I mean, probably two to three movies worth of material. Like it's probably one movie's worth of story yeah, but yeah. because you're playing through the battles and such. It's probably, I don't know, six to ten hours. Um, if I had and maybe a little bit, I could be overestimating there some. I don't I didn't track my time on it super hard. Yeah, uh, but I I beat it in maybe two weeks of casual play. Yeah, and I thought it was super fun. I was I I was I really enjoyed getting to play a fighting game again. I get it really enjoyed getting to see like a high definition, like the reflections, the interact. Even though it's a two D planar environment, just the interactions with the environment. Like you and I played where we like we were. I think we were in the bar and then you threw me through a wall and we ended up in the street mm -hmm. and you like throw people into the movie theater sign and it explodes and letters fall off. And then if you hit it again, it like more stuff, fall, like it just very interactive environments and very interesting ways to kind of play in a fighting game where mm -hmm. some, you have to learn the environment because some objects are thrown, some are swung, some are things that you can rebound off of. It's, it's yeah. really kind of cool. And, and it was fun to, play through a different kind of interactive movie. Right. I think that a lot of first person shooters, especially are the, they kind of defined some of the interactive movie type stuff. Yeah. And then you have that moving into more of your dramas where some indie developers have gone in to tell more emotional stories through video games. And it was just interesting to come back and play a, a fighter that played like a, a, a movie, like a multi-dollar, million-dollar motion picture, like it, right, like like the summer blockbuster, exactly. Right. And it kind of felt like it. And it was, I I'm in the same way that a lot of movies I watch once, I love them, and I never touch them again. 
I don't really think I'm going to come back to Injustice too terribly. I mean, I'm definitely not getting any of the DLCs or anything. I'm not in it that hard. But I was super proud and, and happy to have played through that experience and had that experience in a genre where, where you're right. I'm typically not like I wouldn't have gone out and purchased this. I probably I personally would have never spent 60 bucks for it because I'm not a fighting game fan. Knowing what I know now, though, if another one comes out, I probably will pick it up. Maybe not at launch or anything, but, yeah, you know, I'd definitely be willing to drop some cash on it now that I realize that I do kind of enjoy that specific type of experience. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I'm interested to see now if maybe you'll try a Soul Cal like a, one of the new Soul Calibers or yeah, something. Yeah, I might. Awesome. So, so how about you? What uh, what have you been playing lately? Yeah, well, the next thing I wanted to, to kind of talk about that piggybacks off of this somewhat uh, is a game that you actually sent me a YouTube video on, I don't know, three weeks ago now or something. I don't know, a few weeks ago. And it's it's a game called Lethal League Blaze, which I knew nothing about, have never heard of. Right, same. Based on the name, I would have guessed that it was some like, and just the art, to be clear, the the cover art. Right. I would have been like, is this one of the like strange Japanese fighting games that I never understood or played from, yep. from my entire life? life? Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> some longstanding series that I should somehow not know anything about yet. Would somebody that was a fan would assume everyone in the world's heard of. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, like something like King of fighters, like I know right. that thing I've never played one of them and it's been out since or like earth defense force right. <laughs> 20 <laughs> games in the series. <laughs> right. Um, but anyway, so lethal league blaze is one of the most unique. So it is a, a fighting game and I guess it's probably Japanese actually. I don't, I assume, um, cause it started on dreamcast. I think the original lethal league was, was a dreamcast game. And then, Lethal League Blaze came out, I think, two years ago on PC, and it might be on PlayStation consoles as well. I'm not entirely sure, um, but it's a it's a it's a fighter, you know, 2D plane head to head. Except that instead of doing attacks to one another, you're hitting a ball into one another, and so like one player is when they hit the ball, it turns red, and if the player who turns the ball red gets hit by the ball while it's red. It does no damage. To it them. just goes straight through you. Right. Subsequently, the other player, when they hit it, it's blue. So you're basically trying to hit the ball when it's your color into the other player. Right. And as the other player trying to either steal, counter, parry, or just hit the ball, not get hit by it when it's right. not your color. Right. Um, really, really, really interesting game. So kind of the opposite experience of what we were just talking about where in Injustice and Mortal Kombat, there's all these really rigid defined move sets and move lists that you need to open the start menu. And you could, I mean, you could spend hours studying the move list for all the characters if you right. really wanted to learn it all. In Lethal League, there's there's jumping, moving side to side, ducking, <laughs> so right. normal movement, uh, and a double jump, which is cool. Yeah, um, I always forget because that's not in most fighting games. <laughs> and then you can hit the ball normally you can pair or bunt the ball which bunting basically slows it down and makes it just take a little like, like a slow hop. arc yeah right um and then or you can throw it and i don't actually fully understand 
like if the ball's going really fast, you can't execute a throw, at least, or if you can, I have not. It's it's probably pretty frame perfect to, to do. <laughs> but if you bunt the ball, so as you hit the ball, it starts going faster and faster mm-hmm. and faster. And if you bunt, you can slow it down and then you can grab it and throw it. But again, I'm not entirely sure why. Yeah, to be grab- fair, I think it's it's probably something to explain that you're not just hitting it left and right. Yes. Or up and down. It will ricochet all over the screen like a like a brick breaker kind of style game where it's bouncing off walls and ceilings and floors. And the faster it goes, you're having to like see pool table angles like 30 hits in advance or something like. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah, You can hit it. It's almost like like the brick breaker is a great example. It made me think of racquetball. OK, Yeah, I think it is very much so based on a racquetball racquetball meets a fighting game is yeah. kind of essentially the, the inspiration for it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you showed me a video uh, again. So you sent me a YouTube video about it and I had never heard of it. And there's some quasi underground scene for it because it's not, it's not injustice. It's not mortal Kombat. It's not that level of popularity. Um, but because there is such a limited set of moves that you can do, what that lends itself to then is, a lot of individual kind of style and creativity becomes possible because it's like, how do you manipulate this limited set of moves instead of how good are you at executing this very rigidly defined thing? Um, which I think is super, super fun. Uh, it, 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 to me, it makes it so that it's, it feels more accessible as a brand new player because you're not, you're not constantly not seeing the move execute like, right. It's, it's one of the things where there's only one other fighting game that I've personally played that experienced the effect of all of the characters have the same exact button. Like there's only one set of button combinations, right? And then the, each different hero or player or whatever will execute them differently, but you only have to learn one move essentially it was the gundam gundam wing on snes actually of all things perfect where... example of yet another weird japanese game that I, <laughs> I don't think that i don't know if team reptile is japanese or not but they're they've they also did jet set radio so oh yeah yeah i meant in reference to my like, okay. or like yeah, yeah 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 that's here like uh, if you ever played guilty gear i haven't anyway no. <laughs> but yeah in that one there was only like down roll forward double down roll forward and then down roll back and double down roll back and then the four different buttons Mm. and each one so each character had eight special moves and eight like regular moves but how you chained those together and how characters comboed each other was different yeah and in lethal league i mean it's even less than that because there's not any down roll there's not back back there's not forward forward it's just throw bunt and hit and then your movement tech right and avoid either avoid the ball if you're not gonna have be able to make a play on it right or get in a position to make a play on the ball um, and you can't hurt the other person otherwise which is that took a lot of unlearning from my brain because it feels and looks like a classic 2d fighter yes so my like initial thing is like charge up and whack the other player and that does nothing <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah 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 it was, it's such an interesting take and it's crazy how um for 
and I hope people will go look it up because us describing it will never do it justice. No. Um, for what sounds like a bizarre concept and, and maybe like, well, that is that really that exciting? Like it is crazy how fast the gameplay becomes. Oh yeah. Within a minute. Like, I don't know if I've played a match that went longer than a minute. No, I mean, with five stock, like five lives, I think most of our matches were probably about three minutes right through five lives so that and and we're not getting the ball going that fast that quick there's like pro matches the ball is at mock speed within seconds yeah yeah it's it's a it's a really interesting thing so beyond the the gameplay mechanics of it which i think are you know that's always the thing that draws me in right and it definitely is super cool and innovative in that um but like you said, it's it's the art is the same people that did Jet Set Radio, right. and it is super stylized and just awesome looking. I, yeah, please, it's got. You describe it. <laughs> so it's it's got. I would say it's more like future punk. So it's not dystopian cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. Jet Set Radio. It kind of has the same feeling as Jet Set Radio, but there's a. It is somewhat futuristic, but it's just this bright color. Uh, kind of cell shaded, but like 3D models that are then cell shaded. Uh, lots of graffiti. Like the Lethal League is called that because it was a sport uh, that people were playing, and then somebody died, so then it got banned and it went underground. And now punks and graffiti artists are competing to be the top of the Lethal League, you know. And so right. it's, but it's very upbeat, very not quite cartoony but kind of animated if you will um kind of style it's it's just fun it's, everybody's there's rollerblades and neon colors and spray cans and graffiti on it's got some of the concrete jungle like you may be playing in a a ruined pool with green like a, a kind of like a skating pool with green water in it or whatever mm-hmm. and graffiti up in the background but the music is all upbeat and happy and fun and energetic so well and it's 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 interesting too you know obviously injustice that we were talking about is not mortal combat because since it's dc they don't the violence is not mortal combat level of violence right but everyone is super serious you know what i mean oh There's yeah and no, it's dark and gritty and the fate of the world is at stake right exactly and and when the characters meet like they want to hurt each other and in Lethal League, which I haven't played a ton of the story yet, but I've played a, a little bit of it. And like when two characters meet in the story mode, like they're semi-confrontational, but the confrontation is resolved with like, all right, well, you want to play a match? <laughs> like, right. Yeah. It's like, oh, you think you're good? Well, I think I'm better. So what What do you think about that? Right. Oh, well, prove it. And it's like, all right, well, it's like the lightest, friendliest gang warfare, like. <laughs> you're in my territory punk it's time that we play a match of ping pong and settle this like adults <laughs> <laughs> yeah which i love though i love the yeah. and I think you're right the music supports it a lot it just has a vibe of like it's just fun like it's mm-hmm. just supposed to be a fun cool thing and it it very much is um and yeah the soundtrack yeah the soundtrack is how i discovered the game okay like so i was I don't know. I think I was setting up some YouTube music or whatever it's called now, some some playlists and just trying to find high energy music. I 
don't know, I had to edit some Excel spreadsheets or something and needed something that would keep my 10 key above 180 beats per minute. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was just going and trying to search on some music and find some stuff. I'd have no idea. It's I stumbled into it. It start, no, that was it. It was on. It was like used in somebody else's video. There was it was in the background of some other video and either way. However, I stumbled across. I heard the song was like, I have to know what the song is. Start Google Foo, find the track, then plug it into the playlist for the Excel thing. Mm. And I was just like, this is an incredible track. Like, it's super high energy. It's super fun. What what is this front? It it like looks like the logo art looks like it's probably more video game than music artist. Mm-hmm. So Google that. Google the artist, and then Jet Set Radio shows up as in his like the same artist did all the tracks. I'm like, okay, now let's find it. Find a little. I think it was like a 15 minute documentary that mm-hmm. I I like watched. I was like, how have I never heard of this game? And it's amazing. Right. So yeah, that's when I sent it to you. And I was just like, next time we see this come up in a sale or something, maybe you might want to try it. I don't know. And yeah, and that's all actually also because I had played Injustice. Now I'm willing to give a fighting game a chance. And this looks a little with more of the rock, paper, scissors mechanic that Lethal League has. Yes. To countering moves looked a little bit more strategic and mechanical than knock somebody into the air and juggle them for a 90 hit combo. Yeah. Well, and, 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 you know, more or less strategic, just more accessible to get to the point right. where you feel like you're participating in, in that way. Right. Like so just button mashing. I'm sure that injustice at a high level of play feels very tactical and there's a lot of back and forth. There probably is. And so I don't get to experience that at all. There's also a huge difference between the way that we were playing and even my first couple of matches trying to get into ranked. <laughs> in right. lethal league for for the, how the play kind of sets well, up that's what i was going to say though is in lethal league though like yeah when i went and played ranked i mean i found a couple of guys that i ended up getting to play several times in a row and they were about my skill level so there was a back and forth and that was fun most of the time i played against someone that was way better than i am but when i play with you and you and i are basically the same skill level right it feels like we're getting to get into that back and forth a little bit without. Well, and it feels like like one of us will learn. Oh yeah, that's right. We can parry, right? And now we start using that, and then the other person's like, "Oh, that's right. We can grab." Is the counter to parrying, right? And so now that starts getting you, and it's like it actually feels like we're slowly starting to learn the mechanics together instead of just getting pub stomped. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I and there's also there's also different modes. I don't know how much you check that out, but if you go into the unranked mode, like you can have up to four players. So oh, then wow. all but potentially four colors, right? Oof, like a Super uh, Smash Bros. kind of scenario. That's gotta be yeah, intense. It's like free for all. Um, and then there's also one that I played in the campaign, and I assume is a game mode that you can play in head to head, where instead of hitting each other with the ball, you each have a target on the wall mm. and you're trying to hit it in the other person's target nice or a point and so right. it's a little it's a little rocket league inserted right into defending it. your goal or trying to score points on the opponent like. yeah yeah um but yeah man super super cool i mean when i saw the video you know yes the art was cool yes the music was cool but for me i was just like i have never even i never even conceived of this gameplay you right. know what i mean 
and as as frenetic as it is and as as fast as it gets like i was just mesmerized right away and yeah we were like let's wait for a sale i manufactured a sale by <laughs> going to the store which just gives me a discount because i'm a subscriber to the humble monthly thing right and then was like, yeah, it's on sale there for five percent off or whatever the discount <laughs> I get for being a. a and then I went and looked for it. I'm like, no, it's it's not on sale. Right. Yeah, just Venmo me. It's fine. <laughs> just Venmo me. I can get it on sale. <laughs> right. right. Um, but I'm yeah, glad. It's... No, go ahead. No, no, I was just gonna say I'm glad we did that because it's a super cool thing, and I was really excited to experience, it and it didn't let me down at all. Um, oh yeah, no, so it's okay. like it's. I mean, just for me, I was happy to have found the music because that was like, if you need to get juice, if you set that as your alarm clock ringtone, mm-hmm. you'll get out of bed just on fire because it is so energetic. Like, listen to just the title theme or the title screen theme music for Lethal League Blaze. It is kooky and energetic and fun and just pumping. Yeah, And so I loved it just for that. And all the rest of the tracks also follow suit. But then, yeah, the gameplay lives up. Like, there's such a good mesh between the music's got a little bit of hip-hop in it, a little bit of, of that kind of vibe, and feels and plays. Like, it is so married together so well that it's just, if you like the music, there's probably a good chance you'll like the game because that's what you're playing. Well, and, and then the art, I mean, we've talked about how it looks, you know, it's the same style as Jet Set Radio, but the character, the cast of characters is super bizarre. And unique. oh, yeah, and I There's love it. Robots and cyborg crocodiles like yep. it, it reminds me of like joke Mega Man X boss characters, right? <laughs> it's like cyborg hoodie crocodile. And like, I mean, that's not his name. He's got his name's like Latch or something. But right. to me, he's Cyborg Hoodie Crocodile. And I don't yeah. know. There's a t- all there's tons of just weird, odd characters. And yeah, but all their art styles are just super cool. Lots of baggy clothes and yep. huge skater shoes that are <laughs> 10 times bigger than they need to be. Yeah. And yeah, it's cool. Like with the crocodile, like you hit with your tail. But then right. there's like a robot that skateboards and he hits it with his skateboard. There's a guy with a baseball bat. He hits it with the bat, but it doesn't play differently, right? Like no, you- I mean, they kind of do. So each of the characters actually does have a hit like like range and mm. angle. So like you can find there actually is just like an online calculator to show if this character's in this position and this character's here, how do they interact with each other? Because mm. they have like a... a a cone or an arc that they can hit the ball in. So like you're down left, like full down left is going to be different from hero to hero versus midair versus ground and whatever. So yeah. there is, a, but it's not huge. It's not massive. Um, it does affect pro gameplay. You probably, I don't notice it in normal play <laughs> in yeah. normie pub land, but yeah. So I saw, um, on steam the weekend that we got it i noticed that there was actually a new player tournament that was being hosted where you have to have less than 200 hours in the game in order to qualify oh, um, nice and so but i thought that was super neat so I, i'm definitely interested also to see i don't know kind of where it goes and in, in i mean not that i think i'm going to know life the game or become some person in the community but it's exciting to see that there is still some support for it you know yeah. even a couple years old 
And yeah, well, it apparently came down. The little documentary video talks about how it basically came down between uh, like Smash Bros, maybe Melee or even the original Smash Bros and the original Lethal League to get part it to get a, a, like the bottom slot in the world fighting game tournament like Evil convention or whatever. Yeah. And they had a fundraising tournament where the fans raised funds for their favorite charity or something like that. And literally within the last second, a pair of like $10,000 donations comes through for Smash Brothers. Uh And then Lethal League almost died because of it. And like the underground scene kind of kept it alive. Lethal League Blaze comes out and now they're finally in tournaments Mm. And, and it is actually taken seriously as a serious fighting game now, which I think is really cool. It has kind of a redemption story to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, this is the the kind of the quintessential, you know, I say that maybe I say that too much, but whatever. It, to me, this is another perfect example of um, of a game that really matters to me as far as why does it matter? Like, because it compels me in so many ways. Like the music is great. The art is great. The character design is cool. The attitude of the game is cool. And then the gameplay is wholly unique and innovative and something that I've not played in 30 years. Right. When was the last time that I thought there was going to be a new twist on the fighting genre? Right. That's not just like, Oh, well now in this one, you can, you can move laterally or weapons or this one, you get fatalities or, it's just a totally different take on it. It's a, it's a mechanically speaking, it's different. Right, right. Um, and yeah, it just it, it's it's a, a game that excites me, and I like and it, and it excites me too because it's it is a different spin on an old formula, versus like you know I, I've I've as I've talked about in the recent months, I've kind of fallen in love with roguelikes. Um, right. And, and it, or at least the roguelike presence in different games. Not that I like all of them or something, but that's almost kind of like a, it's not specific to a genre. Like you could have a rogue, you could have a roguelike first person shooter, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. It's still a roguelike. Whereas this is like, it's very nuanced and yet still manages to find a little niche for itself. And yeah, just super impressed with it. Yeah. Same. I think that, Again, I mean, as as we talked about on the cyberpunk video, I love anything that has a like a graffiti like future graffiti punk is just really fun, in my opinion. And I also really enjoy the less dystopian, bright and colorful world as much as the like corporations run everything like it's just like it's more it has a, a more like teenage whimsy for lack of a better term like i'm that's probably not the the right thing but it's got more heart to it where it's just fun for the sake of being fun it's unabashedly artistic in the way that somebody that hasn't had their art critique to the point where they're only drawing you know people's hands and eyes like it's just the kind of art and the kind of characters that you would see come out of people whose creativity hasn't been put in a box yet i don't know it's very free and very kind of charismatic in its own unique way yeah well and it's i mean i guess i don't know for sure what the canon is but whatever canon may exist that it would be based from it's not popular enough that it really matters that much whereas in the sea games there's all this history that they're beholden to and all these things they have to care about getting right and in something like this there's just a lot more freedom in it i think um and like, I mean, as you kind of just said, and we said before, but I, I just, I just think it's so important. It, it 
it's it's like it's fun for the sake of being fun and at the and at the cost of hey do you want to have fun versus in injustice i'm sure the people who make injustice <laughs> intend for it to be fun it's a video right. game but it's like the it's fun at the cost of like do you think it's fun to be like tough and brooding and gritty and yeah like these moves look like they're breaking people's backs and explosions right, right. yeah this is like do you think it do you, do you do you like fun that's just strange fun ridiculous <laughs> right yeah and the limited experience i've had with the community um which again i've limited is very key right. but the limited experience i've had actually most of the other players have been pretty nice like even <laughs> guys who roll me if i get a single life off of them right they'll because you can be like good job yeah exactly there's little quick chat options and they'll throw up a like hey nice or whatever and it's yep. like that was pleasant yeah <laughs> i feel so much better about losing horribly now <laughs> rocket league where if you miss a goal or miss a shot like not only does the other team heckle you your own your team own, oh yeah your own team beats you up just spams negative things mm -hmm. and uh, yeah it was nice to see a community that maybe is a little more interesting well, and it's i don't know because the matches are so fun or not so fun so fast they are so fun as well but because they're so fast losing quickly stops mattering i guess and like it's it's a lot easier to take the loss and just move on as long as like because in our games i think it was me winning maybe like two out of five or something like on average you had played a little bit more than me and are just a little bit better at fighting games than i am but i didn't care like it didn't i was just, i was just as ready to be like that was awesome getting it like holy crap we got the ball so crazy like it got to mock speeds like that was ridiculous how do you how do the pros do it next match you know like yeah well i think you know like we talked about with rocket league which obviously not a fighting game at all but that's one of the huge benefits of rocket league is the fact that it's these really short matches so you can you, you kind of have to forget about the outcomes pretty quickly if you're gonna right. play out of time and i think this accomplishes that same feeling like you were saying um and I, you know, I, a game like Starcraft can be fast, but unless it's, unless it ends on something really cheesy, it's not usually a five minute game. It's probably right. 15, which isn't crazy long, but it's long enough for you to have gotten invested and really right, in that scenario. Right. And now you get it, you know, you get it ripped out from under you and you're like, oh, I'm not smart enough to play this. <laughs> these faster, these faster games. I don't know. It it just doesn't lend itself to, to feeling. Well, that and way. the iteration makes it easier to see your improvement. Right. That's like, right. It's like I within, I don't know, 15 minutes. I was like, what was the parry move again? How do I do? And like, cause you kept hitting it away from me every time I would hit it. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I'm going to try to remember this and got it. And then you had like bonked you off. I was like, yes, now I have a superpower. And now you can't right. beat me. And right. Like, but again, that's like 15 minutes of gameplay by the time, which is, I don't know, a dozen matches almost. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> not sure. every match went to three minutes, that's for sure. Yeah, but, but yeah, I think in both examples, it's cool. Um, I, I'm glad that both of us had a chance to go back and, and get back into fighting games, which is a genre that I think is probably underrepresented in our gaming repertoire, if you yeah, will. Yeah, for both of us. Um, we play almost every other genre uh just MOBA, about, yeah. we don't really do much not but... anymore i i did quite a bit for a while but not this anymore. is so tangential i almost 
I almost actually reinstalled Heroes of the Storm the other day. Oh, yeah. Not even because I love it as a MOBA or something, but I do love all of the Blizzard characters being in one big world, like kind of like right. Brothers or something. You know what I mean? Like exactly. It th there's a fun to that to me. That, but either way, anything else that you wanted to say about Lethal League Blaze? No, go if you do nothing else, go listen to the title screen music. But if the title screen music does not, if it makes you feel pumped, go look at the game because it is amazing. Or just look at some pro matches or something. Do anything involving it. I highly recommend just give it a look because it, like you said, it is very unique. And I think that that shot of uniqueness is just really good. Yeah. I mean, I'll give you this. If you listen to this show, then you care about gaming to some extent. And if you're with us at the hour mark, you definitely care about gaming to some extent. Right. <laughs> Even if you're not going to buy it, just go look at it. Cause I'm telling you, it, it, you've not seen it before. Uh, it, it's really cool. It's really cool for sure. So that's all for our episode today. If you like this episode, consider buying us a coffee over at ko-fi.com slash P-U-Y-S-Pod, or just tell a friend about us, because that's what really makes a difference. All of the links to our social accounts are available in the show notes, and if you want to hear from more of either of us outside of gaming, Walker's podcast, The Walk Show, talks about the walk of life while interviewing various guests, and my podcast, Dungeons & Dinners, is where the love of fantasy is food for thought. <music> <laughs>